The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, AM 1220 KEOW presents New Focus on Wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton. Drawing from his 28-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New Focus on Wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Hmm, what are we going to talk about today, right? Every day there's something. It's been a wild year. The markets have not performed up to where we want them to or need them to to get us to retirement. Not on a one-year basis, but on a three-year basis they have, on a five-year they have, on a seven they have, on a 10 they have. Am I making excuses? No. This comes with the territory. Yesterday, the markets continued to slump, even after we've gotten through the Federal Reserve speaking. We got through the inflation number last week. In theory, we should be setting up for a ho-ho-ho Santa Claus rally into the year where people just start buying some of the things that look like underperformers. Um, not working out like that. In fact, I saw Amazon hit a new 52-week low yesterday, basically giving up every single gain that it made during the pandemic, which, to be fair, was going to happen. But we never really saw Amazon have rough times like this as a stock. So stocks closed lower for a fourth straight session yesterday. Investors continue to face the possibility that what we're going to be talking about in 2023 is the word recession. And we're going to be talking about it a lot. How deep is it? When does it begin? When does it end? How many people lose their jobs? Those are things we're going to go through, in my opinion, in 2023. So I put up, I'm putting up a spot today where I interviewed EP Wealth Director of Portfolio Strategy, Adam Phillips. And I said, are we going to look back at history and say, 2020, 70 new highs, 2021, the word inflation, inflation, inflation all year long was talked about. And then in 2023, we we have a recession. Is it going to be bang, bang, bang? And he goes, I didn't think of it like that. But so I'm going to put that up at YouTube, Rob Black Show, later this morning, because it's a pretty good interview. I think I did a nice job. Um, and I, I think it's how we are going to think about this time. Epic Games got into a little bit of a trouble. Trouble. The FTC Federal Trade Commission came to two record-breaking settlements with Fortnite creator Epic Games yesterday. The $520 million deal by the FTC finally drops a shockwave hammer to companies that target children. This is good. Epic's going to pay $275 million for allegedly violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act where the FTC contends that Epic collected personal information from players under the age of 13 without first obtaining consent from the parents. That's good to know. I have some kids that play Fortnite. 
Epic agreed to cough up $245 million in refunds for allegedly using deceptive practices called dark patterns, um, where they would put the buy button really close to the preview button. And kids would sometimes accidentally buy a uniform of like a beef boss skin, um, a Jonesy skin, and then suddenly get charged for it. About 20 bucks for a virtual clothing outfit character in a free-to-play video game. It has become very common practice, the FTC, to say that children unintentionally rack up hundreds of dollars on their parents' credit cards. That's terrible. Well, there we go. Sam Bakeman Freed is going to drop his fight against extradition from the Bahamas to the United States where he's facing fraud charges. He was expected to do so at a court hearing yesterday morning, but when he arrived in the courtroom, it seemed his lawyer was not amongst those informed of this plan, and it turned into a poop show. <laughs> so he was back to the Bahamas jail. He'll be in the United States soon. Um, but that just doesn't seem legally like it's going, how shall we say, innocent until proven guilty. He's getting some bad, 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 bad advice. But that's okay. It makes my job a little bit more entertaining. The Supreme Court temporarily extended the use of Title 42 to turn away asylum seekers at the southern border of public health ground due to public health grounds. That's expected to expire tomorrow. I'm not going to get into the immigration debate um, other than tell you that my opinion is, um, yeah, it probably does stink to be in a southern state like Texas where you're right on the border. And... That is coming across. Immigration is coming across right into your town. I get that that's probably creating just crazy, crazy broken things. Also, I get that the United States has really benefited from immigration and low cost labor. And people doing jobs that other Americans don't want to do. Anyway, I know, I know I got into it. I got into the political side of it. I didn't want to. Barnes and Noble and other big box retailers are bouncing back. Um, not enough of a story here, in my opinion. Uh, Barnes and Noble is opening more stores now than it's closing. I don't think there's an investment here. Are people reading more? No. Is the physical retail still dying on some levels? Not as much. People like getting back out to stores post COVID or that's what we're calling post COVID for the record. I'm hearing a lot of bad things out of China right now. Um, just some of the research that I do, some of the reading that I do, that they're going to have bad COVID this, the, this winter. Avatar The Way of the Water had a weaker than expected opening weekend, sending Disney stock falling to its lowest level since March 2020. Binance has agreed to acquire bankrupt crypto lender Voyager Digital Assets for $1 billion. Harvey Weinstein was convicted of three charges against him, including rape in a California sexual assault trial. That story's not going away, huh? The ex-movie mogul was previously found guilty of similar crimes in New York. Probably going to be in jail till he dies. Amber Heard is going to pay her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, $1 million to settle the defamation case in which they accused each other of domestic violence. Essentially saying, I have to end this because this is just becoming too dramatic and too costly. Yeah, I don't care about the Amber Heard thing. The financial lesson that I have there is we're all hot, young, and beautiful for a period of our life. And then that's going to fade. And fall in love with someone you are compatible with. And when it starts getting crazy, move on. 
800 516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. It is near the end of the year. So we're starting to look out into next year. The Bank of Japan said that the 10-year yield's going to move from zero of its prior band. They're going to move it up to about 50 basis points. So all the world banks, not all the world, the important world banks are raising the cost of money from extremely low to what we've done this year, extremely fast this year in the United States. You can now get 4% on your cash and on bank account. I haven't been able to say that in a long time in the United States. The People's Bank of China, meanwhile, left its one in five year loan rate unchanged. There's speculation that China Securities Journal, that rates could still be coming in coming months, along with reserve requirement ratios to be tightened to make lending and speculative lending tighter, which has a way of choking off economies. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. So Epic Games is getting slapped by the essentially Biden administration is the right way of saying that the FTC came to a two record breaking settlements with Fortnite creator Epic Gaming's yesterday. My kids enjoyed Fortnite, but not as much as they used to. So is it addictive? Dad never really let them it too out of hand. Elon Musk said that he is actively searching for a new Twitter CEO. He is just, this is going to be something. Um, he can clearly run an electric vehicle company, but he can clearly have problems trying to be the head boss at a social media platform. That was an ill-advised acquisition in a year where stocks were been doing well enough. He was very, very rich every day because Tesla kept going higher last year. He decides to buy Twitter and the market starts to go down. His stock goes down in Tesla and Twitter stock went down. Kind of a double whammy, way overpaid, like whatever genius you want to call him. He loses some points for 2022. And again, I don't want to get on his bad side. (laughs) I think that's fair to say, right? QuantumScape, this is an interesting one because I know it's a company that you're kind of thinking about. I can read your mind. You want the next electric vehicle company. You want the next Tesla. Even though you get Tesla 60% off its all-time highs. And Amazon 60% from its all-time highs. And you're starting to go, huh, maybe I want those guys. And then you confuse yourself and you go, no, 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 no. Those already also rands. But EV battery startup QuantumScape is going to start shipping prototypes to automakers right now. Um, and that's a key milestone. Electric vehicle battery startup QuantumScape said it's begun shipping prototypes. It's an important uh, step, but actual commercial production is still a few years away. Uh, QuantumScape is a company that is got some investor money from Bill Gates. They've been getting what are called A0 samples of its battery cells to automakers. These samples are nearly full-size prototypes that will allow automakers to test and begin the process of validating the company's technology. Volkswagen has a big-time relationship. QuantumScape is shipping prototypes. It's, it's important, but it's still not commercial scale. 
it's a new type of battery for electric vehicles, solid state batteries. It is so called because they don't use liquid or electrolytes found in existing batteries. A solid state battery pack can be smaller and lighter than a lithium ion pack of similar capacity with much less risk of catching fire. It's a pretty big breakthrough. Um, but let's move on, shall we? U.S. worker wage. And this is really, again, it's it's so simple to see the problem this year. And I don't like that because it's very rare that it's easy. But U.S. worker wage expectations hit record level in the New York Fed survey. The lowest wage workers are willing to accept for a new job is $72,873. Um, and those numbers keep going higher and higher. So workers are responsible right now, especially people under 45, for driving the wage inflation. That's the one the Wall Street's really having a problem with. The labor market's been red hot. Fears of recession are mounting. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has cited a key source of persistent inflation in the Fed. And trying to rein in wage inflation is difficult. When I was younger, and I started looking at how much does the average American make, I was like 56,000 would be a pretty good number for me to try to be over. And then I was, if I was going to be like, I'm better than average worker, you know, I was thinking 60, 65, but the number is all the way up to 72,873 between that and roughly 73,000. And that's where people need their bills to be paid. So that number is creeping higher. I don't want to say it's not doing the market's favors because that makes me sound like a jerk. But wage inflation is a thing that is is most problematic, in my opinion, right now. Surprise move by the Bank of Japan to allow their 10-year treasury yield to move higher. Um, that's got the world going, okay, this inflation's bad and economies are slowing. There are still some lingering growth concerns on Wall Street. Connected to the Fed possibly over-tightening and triggering a deeper economic setback recession. I think 2023, and I, it's going to be one of these three stories. The year the recession didn't happen, the year the recession was light and mild, or the year the recession started that, that went deeper and wider. I still think Wall Street is counting on the short recession, starting potentially in the first quarter of 2023. And that's when the headlines are bad, but that's also most of the stock market. The stock market move down this year is basically saying we expect a recession. So some of it's already priced in. The Vanguard mega cap sector is down today. The S&P 500 equal weight is flat, telling you that people are still jettisoning last year's winners. Companies, companies like Apple and Microsoft and Amazon, they're the first, they're still being sold for, for revenue. It's also kind of something that happens at the end of the year right now is tax selling where people try to harvest some losses. But again, we thought we would be into a Santa Claus rally right around now and we're not there. Um, and the one that we get is still going to have to deal with the R word, recession word a lot in 2023. 
And it's going to sound like I said on CBC, are we in a recession? Has a recession already started? When will President Biden get us out of the recession? Should we get a new president because this president got us into a recession? Like, it's going to be a lot of talk about the word recession. Home Depot is downgraded today to neutral from outperform. Lucid Group sold 56 million shares to the public, generating $600 million of cash for themselves to get them through another couple of years of cash burns. General Mills beat on revenues and earnings, and they upped their 2023 organic net sales. 3M is going to exit a chemical, trying to discontinue. It's interesting when you're a company like a 3M and you do manufacture product, and the product that you happen to manufacture are chemicals, and sometimes those chemicals turn cancerous in society. Um, sometimes they just get banned outright because of how polluting they are. Sometimes you leave a whole business. It's a weird one to think about. I don't want to blow your mind, but poof, blew your mind. Meta Platform's down 4% today. European Commission believes that Meta breached its antitrust rules. Apple down today on lingering supply demand. I'm searching it out of China. And China is going to be grappling with rapidly increasing COVID cases. Again, very expected, very telegraphed. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Now back to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I did get an email that I kind of want to address recently. It was from a man who was talking about his required minimum distributions and how he should take them. He didn't give me enough information. One of the big negatives on being on the side of the microphone is I have to tell you a lot of what I'm doing and I can't tell you what you should do because the he's retired and he wants to take his required minimum distribution so he doesn't get taxed or penalized this year. He's trying to time it with the economy recovering. Doesn't want to sell his assets too low. I don't think he's done a very good job just from his very basic question on, should I do my RMDs now or wait? It really depends on what's in your portfolio. How much do you have? How much do you need? I like working with a financial planner. It is for me, uh, I don't want to say a luxury. I want to say it's a necessity. I am not great at saying, okay, I want my budget to be 400,000 this year or 300,000. No, I I think I could do 200,000, but I really need 300,000. I don't like lying to myself. I don't like lying to my spouse. I don't like the whole process of pulling money down. Um, I think it's important to have someone whose job it is to help you make those decisions in place. That's what we do at EP Wealth, team of financial planners, and much, much more, whether it could be tax planning, uh, estate planning, small business planning, uh, many services that are quite useful to the affluent. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. It is the end of the year, so it's now a good time to reach out to your financial planning team and start making some moves to hopefully avoid some taxes. And again, it's kind of a weird thing to say. I find taxes to be the most... Um, jelly-like, malleable of financial forces in the world. 
Right now, you can consider converting your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, especially in a down year. You reduce your tax hit. But again, you have to be the right age and you have to have the right assets. So you have to talk to your financial planner. Um, a couple other things you could do is harvest tax losses this time of year. If you're selling the investment that you recently purchased, it's likely to be a loss. That's not always such a bad thing. You can leverage investment losses for tax deductions. You can talk tax harvest, tax loss harvest thing is a strategy with losses on short-term investments, which are securities stocks you've held for under 12 months applied against the tax hit from short-term investment gains. Up to 3,000 in leftover losses can be used to offset other gains and given the condition of the market, it's possible many investors will be able to use all of that, in fact, remaining losses beyond the $3,000 cap. Funding a 529 college plan, your time horizon, and this is an interesting one for me, and it's something that I've had to tinker with this year. I've got some interesting thoughts on colleges. First and foremost, I don't think anyone should just go to college like they used to. It's time to go to a four-year college. We're done with high school. Let's go spend money. I think you should really think about what college you want to go to. What do they offer? Is it going to be the first two years of just finding myself? I I don't like that as much as I used to because it's much more expensive than it used to be. Um, I don't care what my kids be when they grow up. I just want them to think about it. And... And now I'm putting stress on them right now, right? So one of my children um, in the last year took a private school path. He just does really, really well with smaller class sizes. Um, the other kid loves public school. So the public school one's not costing me. It's costing me because of my tax money. But the private school, that one, that one hurts a bit. <laughs> And I didn't expect it to be a high school cost that looks like a college cost, but it is a high school cost. And I could use money from his 529 plan for it. I'm glad I funded it when he was born. I'm glad it grew. I'm glad it grew nicely. Um, so I could take the money out now, or I could say, save it for your time when you go to a four-year college. If you go to a four-year college, then you start getting into that if you go. And it's like, ah. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. 2023, year of the recession. That seems too obvious right now. Wells Fargo has been ordered to pay $3.7 billion for mismanagement of loans. Wells Fargo has been caught. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Justice Department and the CDC, not the CDC, the FTC, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau are all kind of coming out with press releases right around Christmas time that they're showing, oh, we went after Epic Games to protect your kids. Oh, we went after Wells Fargo to protect your loans. So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau identified instances dating back to 2011 in which Wells Fargo incorrectly applied payments or wrongly charged fees, actions that resulted in some customers losing their homes and vehicles. So they're going to have to pay $3.7 billion. But you know what? That's probably good news. As weird and wonky as that sounds, Wall Street likes to know the demon known versus the demon unknown. When it's in courts, 
you're like, well, this could end in a $10 billion or $20 billion. And you start kind of guessing where it's all going to go. So the demon known is generally appreciated a little bit more than unknown. Let's see where Wells Fargo is today. Tier symbol is WFC. Let's see if I'm right on this one. Taking a chance here. Taking a chance. Um, oh, and I pulled up the wrong ticker symbol. Why me? Uh, hold on. I'm a little off my game. Oh, down one third of a percent. So interesting note that Wells Fargo used to be one of the favorites of Warren Buffett. And it didn't really work out because of their management at Wells Fargo got into stupid stuff. Stuff banks aren't supposed to do, like extra fees and hurting you on your loans and not telling you, secretly opening up credit card accounts for you and sending them to you. And you're like, honey, do you open a credit card at Wells Fargo? And you're like, no, well, I guess we got it now. Might as well use it. Um, not good. Best Buy got a, a discouraging downgrade this week from Bank of America. And I say discouraging because, again, it's, it's saying, you know, 2023 recession. It's going to hurt us buying TVs and gadgets. And like, but, but it's only 2022. Why are you punishing me for 2023? That's what it feels like to me. Um, so a surprise move by Bank of Japan. You got weak building permits data from November. That's a leading indicator. Let's talk about leading indicators right now. A leading indicator means you've decided that you want to add an addition to your home. You may even be tearing down the whole house and building up a new one. And to do that, you have to go through your city and you're like, oh, now I know why I hate you know city bureaucracy because you got to go stand in line. Someone's going to be nice to you, but you're going to be in a bad mood because you've been in a line and you get your permit and you're like, I'm going to turn a 1200 square foot house into a 1600 foot or 1600 foot into a 2400 square foot. And they're like, okay, how are you going to do that? And do you have the water needs for it? Do you have all the permits? Do you have, we're going to send out four inspections. These are the dates. Are you good with that? And you kind of make the deal out of it. And then you go out and you hire someone. The person you hire, the construction guy, typically pulls the permits for you because they know how to do that. And they also know how to charge you for doing that. But then he has to go out and hire a crew and, ha- and get supplies. And that's why it's a, that's a leading indicator because he's going to have to pay his guys down the road. He's going to have to, you know, pay for the uh, wood and the nails and the hammers down the road. So usually six months out. So it's saying there's going to be some action down the road. The weak building permits data from November telling us that housing's not strong. Thinking that the market's oversold on a short-term basis is fueling a rebound effort today, but it's nothing glorious. Again, we're wanting a Santa Claus rally. It just isn't coming at this point in time end of the year take a look at your insurance take a look at your investments take a look at your finances have some sort of calendar event that you do it i do it every six months at least um passwords i change every hundred days every uh, start of a quarter in this industry i have to report to my bosses if i buy or sell stocks and when i do that i change passwords so just to have that consistency of, I know that every 90 days I have to check in with bosses on what I bought and sold to make sure I'm not pumping something on air and then dumping it and, you know, passing it on to you. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's called compliance, but that's also a, a, since I have to do it, it keeps me timed with my other things that I have to do. 
Medicare costs are expected to go down in 2023. Lower than expected spending on an expensive drug and other things means beneficiaries will pay less next year. Um, and yet, that's one of the few things that we point to retirees and say retirees and say looks like it's going good for 2023 because retiring into a slowing economy, you better be prepared. Um, first things first, you need to examine your spending history. And then you examine your budget and you see if what's coming in is going to be enough to cover what's going out. I've got two in-laws that work state jobs and they're fine. Uh, they're still spending less than what's coming in and they're staring on budget. Now, again, have they mismanaged some of their other financials? Everyone makes some mistakes, but their income versus their budget is pretty good. Right now, you should be thinking about how do I survive a market downturn or an economic downturn? Not always the same events. 2023 is going to be interesting. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Now back to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. Team Twitter versus Team Tesla. Let's point out that way for Elon Musk. Team Tesla wants him, but Team Twitter needs him right now. He has gone on the record saying that he's looking for a CEO to report directly to him. I don't think that'd be a great job. From what you read in headline news, I don't think that would be a great job. Now, it's worthy of note that a team of former Twitter employees is raising money for a rival social media startup. We knew this was going to happen. They plan to launch it next year. They've already got 20,000 people on a wait list. Now, that's not very much. and Twitter still has size and scale. But Twitter did have some problems, and social media just hasn't turned out to be a great investment right now. It's been dramatic. We've looked at, you know, Snap. They're like, oh, oh they're, they're going to be, they're going to do it better than Twitter because they got a younger demographic, and that didn't really come to play. It seems like it's a pretty terrible business because you have to moderate content. And brands don't want to be tied up with poor moderation. If you're Coca-Cola, the worst thing you can do is get into a, a, a debate on race, you know, around your product. No. <clears throat> so the new company is going to be called Spill. It's named after the phrase Spill the Tea. It's hoping to remove some of the barriers to entry that discourage users from posting on social media platforms and make it easier for creators to be compensated for their content. That's a fantastic phrase. Make it easier to post on social media platforms. How has your relationship with posting changed in the last 10 years? Where, okay, you probably did a food selfie one or twice. And then you're like, you know what? People don't really want to, you go to a party and you actually see human beings and they're like, you know, you post a lot of pictures about food and then there's this awkward conversation and you're like, oh, they don't like me because I'm showing food and I'm, I'm flaunting it. Um, I've seen very few people melt down in divorce on Facebook. I've seen a lot of people mess up post-divorce and show how great their life is. I don't do that. Hey, I don't want you mad at me. Like, hey, I've got a great life. Um, and B, I don't want you to know some personal things about me. I have some of my life is, is very much so mine. But I, on this show, the nice thing is I talk about every financial mistake and every financial home run and every play, the doubles, the everything that I've ever done, I try to talk about on this show. 
So Spill is being led by for, uh, Twitter's former global head of social and editorial, Alfonso Fons Terrell, whose entire 27-person team was laid off by Elon Musk shortly after his takeover of the company. Um, we knew this was coming, right? It's going to go down in epic history how much value Elon Musk destroyed at Twitter. Well, Brown left Twitter in 2020 to build his own data startup. The pair are going to be taking a lot more earlier um, steps as Musk's Twitter acquisition progressed. Twitter has been in the state of constant tumult under Musk, a period that has seen mass layoffs, advertisers exodus, and reportedly surge in hate speech online. I've never been really into Twitter. I, I use it. It's got some value for me, but I'm not constantly searching. Although I, I think we should stop and acknowledge really quickly here. Twitter was the, it was a breaking news platform, in my opinion, that got out of control. When Osama bin Laden was caught and murdered or killed or whatever you want to say, it broke on Twitter 15 minutes before it broke on CNN news. It has the, that, that kind of ability when there's a school shooting or a disaster in the country, we can go to Twitter and see tweets flying. And then we just started to like, oh, there's fake accounts. And it started dawning on us like this isn't as great as it could be. It really isn't. And the moderation cost money. Have you seen some things on the Internet you don't want to ever see? And you can't unsee? Moderation's not cheap. And then you have to pay people to moderate that content. So they have to see it for you. It's, it's a messy one. Honestly, if TikTok got banned in the United States, you're starting to see some states banning it because a lot of the data the Chinese have access to, even though they say they don't, um, they're going to have to figure that out if they want to grow in the United States. And states are saying, you know, look, if federal governments are not going to do this, we will. It's a little political for sure. QuantumScape, a company I mentioned in the first segment of the show, has started shipping prototypes of their batteries, which are way lighter than lithium ion batteries. It's a big moment. It's a big milestone. Um, will its battery pack be able to endure over its lifetime? QuantumScape has developed an innovative component called a battery separator made of a proprietary flexible ceramic material that in lab tests has given its batteries the ability to survive more than 800 charging cycles. Battery breakthroughs. That's where we're at. Man, when Elon, before Elon got into tweeting and trying to be in the news cycle every two days, he was fun. His his robot update day, his battery update technology day. That was some good engineering talk. A lot of it was hype. Fair note. Which I would be in trouble if I hyped like that. So the SP500 is finding some support at 3,800. The marking. Stock market is thinking it's in an oversold condition. Again, we're looking at three things. 2020 year of 70 new highs on a regular basis, essentially. 2021, the year where we talked a lot about inflation. And how do you fight inflation? By choking off economies with higher interest rates. We're really starting to feel the effects now of higher mortgage costs. Higher credit card costs. And that should lead to fewer bills being paid, which should lead to corporations firing people because they don't want to have a big, expensive staff as well as on top of um, extra costs. So 
we're talking about recession in 2023, that seems to be a little too obvious. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. We're going to be talking about softest landing or hard landing in future episodes to come. Get ready for it. Get prepared. 2023 is almost here. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show.